Can we properly give an invite and a welcome, if you will, to our guest today, Senior NBA Insider for The Athletic and Stadium and co-host on the Run It Back podcast on FanDuel TV. It's Shams Sharania. Is it Sharania Shams or is it Sharania? I've heard it both ways. Anything you want to call me is fine. Uh, First name Shams, last name Sharania. You know, Sharania. Charania, however you want to say it is fine. Because I've heard it so many different ways, I'm not even sure how to say it myself. <laughs> I've heard it so many different ways. You know, even like you know, the more I do this now, people are like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, correct people when when they say your first name wrong. Like, but for me, when I was in middle school and high school, people would call me Seamus, Shames, Shams, Shames, uh, and so I've heard everything. I've been comfortable with everything. So as long as you're saying any any of those, I'm, I'm honestly fine with it. Well, yeah. we welcome Channing. you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Channing. Felt, <laughs> Raymond felt my pants. Is that like, bro, are you just coming up with new ones every day? Like he changes every it every day. other day. Every day. It was first Chris Stapps Bordingas. And then it was, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I was yeah. going to be, I don't want to tell you, but I was going to be, uh, well, I'm going to tell you anyways. Luca Donkbag. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we are. I love how funny you think you are. It, <laughs> you, so no funny. one makes you laugh harder than yourself, Jenny. Dude, exactly. I respect it. I, I know. Res- I'd be I, good on a I, desert island by myself. Yeah, yeah. I just honestly, cracking up. Like sometimes it's just like simple Jack. That would be a good. Oh. You guys are amazing. <laughs> um, I appreciate both of you, but I'm going to be honest for both of you who love social media and are all about yeah. getting those followers up. I don't think I follow anyone more than Shams. So can we actually turn our attention to our guest today? Oh, <laughs> hey, we have a guest today. I can hear this all day. I'm good. Yeah. Allie. I can just, I'll just hear them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Join the pod. Um, you're welcome to the pod. Okay. Before we actually dive into some basketball talk, because I know you've got all the ins and outs. I actually just kind of want to get to know you and who you are and because we all follow you. So many people follow mm-hmm. you. We want the latest information. Sure. When we turn to all that breaking news, it's Shams. Where's Shams? What does he have to say? Has Shams reported it? But like, who is Shams? So you come to who us from Chicago, you? which is where you're from, correct? Yeah. So I'm, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Um, I was I was born in the 90s and uh, growing up, I loved playing basketball. Like my dream would have would have been an NBA player like Channing and RJ, like getting to the NBA was obviously my goal. Um, so I, I love playing when I when I was younger. I got cut uh, sophomore year. And, and once that happened, you know, I knew I, was, I wasn't going to be MJ and make it to the NBA at that point. You know, I was five, eight, five, nine, five, seven, whatever I was. And, you know, I, I was trying to figure out what my next path would be. I always loved writing. Um, and it was really just combining both my passions, writing and, uh, and playing basketball. And so once I started to, to really hone in on that, uh, you know, started writing for my school newspaper, um, started writing for a Bulls blog uh, here in, in Chicago for, for the Chicago Tribune. Um, and then I, I started writing for, yeah, I was at Real GM and I would just literally my first moments kind of covering games was 2010 11 uh i would go to milwaukee or indiana and uh because the bulls wouldn't credential me at the time uh they do credential me now thankfully but why wouldn't they credential you why wouldn't they credential you 
they said because I was a uh, high school slash, you know, because it, it extended during college too, because I was a high school college kid, but it's all good. It's, it's neither here nor there. Uh, but honestly, it was probably the best thing for me because, because Milwaukee at that time, RJ, I mean, I think you might've even played there maybe a little earlier than that. Barely. Yeah, I played 82 games, 82, quick 82 of Milwaukee, quick 82. It, it's a different, it's a different vibe in Milwaukee than it is in Chicago. You know, like players a little bit more relaxed in Milwaukee. Uh, the arena there was like set up perfectly for me to like walk out with guys. Um, so I was getting one-on-ones with players that I, you know, might not have gotten in Chicago, um, you know, or any other bigger market. Uh, so I started covering games there in, Indian- in Indianapolis. So uh, that was really my first experience going and covering games. Uh, Summer League 2013 was a big experience for me. Um, and I think just, you know, at that point, I was like so obsessed with what I was doing or, or what I thought I, I was doing. Um, and I, I grew up a basketball fan, an NBA fan. Like I loved information. I loved the behind the scenes of players. Like if, if RJ suffered an injury, I would want to know what it was and why, and like, and, and like how long he'd be out. Like I was so obsessed over the littlest things. And so for me being in the position of trying to like go and procure that information, I, I feel like I was living my dream. I still feel like I'm, li- I'm living my dream, but, um, yeah, I mean, once, once I, you know, start start cold calling people, cold texting. Um, you know, you got to get lucky a little bit. And, and you know, then I was at Yahoo and now I'm at the Athletic in, in Stadium and FanDuel. It feels like so you've that's, been that's around forever. It feels like he's been yeah. around. <laughs> right. For, like when, when did Twitter start? Like I think Twitter started like 2010. Yeah, yeah. nine ten. I think Shaq was one of the first, right? He was one of the first. Well, I think he was like 08, honestly. Oh, I think he yeah, was, yeah. He was I, one of the originals for sure. I got in August 2010. I was kind of like, when you I, guys got in. I always, I, uh, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. RJ, RJ wasn't <laughs> late. But you know, uh, not, now you're on TikTok blowing it up and yeah, IG. You uh, can't even uh, keep up with your reels now. So, yeah, you know, you're yeah. on a level. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. If you're going to do something, might as well fucking show up. But yeah. I still, I still remember Charlie Villanueva. Charlie Villanueva is the person to me that, that <laughs> CB believe. Twitter. Yeah, when he launched Twitter, in my eyes, they were like, I was like, bro, they, why is everyone asking about what's tweeting at halftime? What did you do? And he's like, oh, there's this app that you can do this. And I'm like, what? I was like, what the? F- you're, do- you're sending messages to the world at halftime, bro? And yeah. <laughs> what so what the did NBA, he say, though? He like, said, he, he say? said, you know, struggled in the first half you know you know coach got on us at halftime gotta step it up in the second half so he gave like a report he gave a fucking report mp it blew up and and my like look twitter was there it was gonna get to here but that's when it blew up and they were like well how is this going to be handled inside of professional sports that's what kind of freaked everybody out and they came up with the 30 minutes before, 30 minute after rule. That was all because of Charlie. And then it was like, what is Twitter? What is this thing? And Charlie Villanueva. And I was just sitting around like, oh, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, I don't want any real time shit said about me. CB Believe with the halftime reports. With the halftime reports. (laughs) The one and only. The one and only halftime report. (laughs) Channing, you work for Twitter, right? Yeah. I do NBA He's Twitter like, Live, which is great. He's like, yeah. He goes, yes, I do, Ali. It's a great job. <laughs> yes, I do. It's a great job. Second half of uh, playoff games and, like, all-star stuff. We just talked the whole time. Twitter's great. I started it, I just looked, March of 2011. 
So I was Damn. there a lot. And my boy, uh, shout out Ben Diggles. Yes, that is a real name. Uh, he was like, yo, Channing, you should get <laughs> in on this thing. He your name now on this, on this, on this app. Like, you should say Ben Diggles, not Raymond no, Thelma Banks. Ben Diggles is actually a big time guy in the crypto hypergrass. Shout out Ben Diggles. Shout yeah. out my guy Diggles. He doesn't listen. Uh, but he does not listen. Um, but no, I remember he was like, now, you know, huh? He's going to listen now, I think. Oh, yeah. People are going to tell him. People are going to shoot him a text. Maybe. Okay. People are going to tell him. Uh, but I remember he was like, yo, Channing, you got to like really, you know, stop blogging. I was like blogging at the time. And I was talking about how I went to a movie theater uh, in Sacramento and a rat ran across my foot. And I was Ooh. just roasting Sacramento and Ew. people were killing me in Sacramento. And he was like, you know what? Next time, tell that story on Twitter. And I was like, there's nobody's looking at this crap. Five, five <laughs> years later, it's like, yeah, Jenny, oh. you have to be on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, that's not, that was the reason why I, jo I joined Twitter and joined IGs because I fucking started broadcasting. What a mistake. Great yeah. mistake. Shams, what does your drafts look like on Twitter? Um, I try to empty them out, honestly, every week because I'm like very paranoid that there's going to be a day where I'm, you know, I mean, it's very easy. Like you, you guys would be surprised. Like you, you can like things very easily. You can pocket dial and pocket like yeah. text. It, it's, it's actually pretty easy to do that. So I'm like very paranoid that one day I'll have my phone in my, in my pants and I'll be scrolling accidentally and I'll accidentally tweet something. So you know, oh. it, it can it can get filled, especially around trade deadline, draft, free agency. You, know, you could have anywhere from ten to twenty in there, uh, oh. you know, locked and loaded. Uh, but you, you know, for me, I gotta I got I gotta empty those out pretty quick, Ali. I can't I can't. My I can't question is this: right. insane. My question is this: Let's say Little Birdie A says, "Yo, <laughs> you know, Richard Jefferson is getting traded to the Nets." Trade them for trade A, B, C, and D. Trade them, trade them, trade them. <laughs> but like, how many, like, how many other people do you have to verify this with? Do you talk to another little birdie who knows this birdie, or like, without telling me your process, how do you verify these things that are unverified? Like, everyone has these trade speculations, and not one trade speculation ever happens, ever. Right? <laughs> no one's ever said. Hey, I think KD's going to the Suns, and then all of a sudden it just magically happens. It's just like something random. But like, how well, many lots people, of people actually said that? A lot of people actually said that, Channing. No, I'm just joking. But if Shams oh, tweets like, it, then you know it's real. Then you know it's right. real. But like, like, yes, yeah. But so how how do you get that verified? Like, how, how do you know somebody's just not you know bullshitting you? Yeah, I mean, I think that just comes through time, right? Because early when I was starting out, I didn't know. So I was like doing the headlights, had no idea who to trust. But I think over time, like RJ said, I'm like an old man, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm 28, but I feel like I'm 38. Uh, you old know, man, damn. Rob's 38, but plays like he's 29. So like we're, we kind of swapped ages. I feel like I'm 38 a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, the more you're, you're still in the this, Riz the more you God. Like, you're still the Riz God, uh, man. Uh, oh, you're my still God. The Riz God. Oh, God. <laughs> So, so for me, I mean, I, I, I think now I've gotten to the point where I kind of have the, the Rolodex and the, and the comfort, like if, if this person or, or these people are reaching out to me about, you know, this specific topic, like I'll know instinctively, do I trust it? Do I not trust it? Um, and honestly, a lot of my job has just become just weeding through the BS and, and just at right, the end right. of the day, getting through, 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 the, through to the truth. Because um, at the end of the day, the way I view myself is, is how I was coming up. I was a fan. Um, I was, I was, I always loved absorbing all the information, all the articles, everything out there, all the content. And so I'm, I'm honestly just feeding that 
to myself because I was the fan, you know, the fans that I cater to right now. Um, I was that person, uh, you know, 10, whatever, 10, 12 years ago. So now that I'm in that position, it's definitely, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of responsibility, but you know, something that I, I definitely enjoy. No, that's dope. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm psychotic. I want all of this information myself because I'm a Anyway, I want it anyway. I just, I just happen to oh. share it with you fuckers. That's really what's going on. I, <laughs> I, that's, you're like, that's it. You're like, I, I would do this if I didn't report, which I dig. I, I, I okay, like literally, literally, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, because when, when I was growing up, both my parents are in the, are in the medical field. So like, mm-hmm. that's where I was getting pushed. Um, you know, it's that brown cliche. It's like, okay, know, I want to say it. you did. But people that are brown know that that's like the stereotype, and sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. Um, it's but you know, kind of brown, different being brown. a doctor, being a physician like that was like the ultimate dream, I'm sure, that my parents had for me. But, um, and yeah, I actually you did were I was, such a failure to your parents. I was a unit concert on my mom's floor from junior year of high school to freshman year of college. And I remember, uh, you know, all I could do was obsess over this. And so yeah. even if I wasn't doing this right now, I would, I would be the, probably in, in, in a basement somewhere just obsessing over this anyway. So while, while, like going, while going on out. to be a very successful doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you're like a doctor, <laughs> but you're like just a little less successful because I preoccupy, you know, I'd occupy my time elsewhere, but just a little less successful. Yeah, We're going to have to chop off your toe. Did you hear about that Kobe trade? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you hear about those those stories of the doctors like singing and talking about their like life outside of while doing surgery. That'd be shocking. You mean like Patch uh, Adams? Totally be talking like about you, yeah. You want them to be you want them to be Patch Adams? <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, anyways, really quickly, Richard, coolest story. What? What I do? What? I'm just about to ask him a question. Yeah. No, you had a story first. We want we want to hear the no, story. The story though. is associated to the question. Mr. Impatient. (laughs) All right. Uh, No. So the story is this. I think it was right either when I got to the bubble or shortly after you broke that President Trump uh, got COVID. Correct me if I'm wrong. That that's what they say. That's okay. That okay. So okay. Okay. That's okay. what they say. I, I, no, that that's the, ladies and gentlemen at home listening. That's him being very Sources. humble and saying yes. Like I'm not going to like sit here and take a victory lap. But allegedly, there is conversation that allegedly. I was the person that allegedly, allegedly. accusation. Allegedly. He don't want the feds I on was him. Terrified. I, I, I thought I thought my door in the bubble was going to get you know broken down. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but I remember it happening, and every everybody's minds were blown. They were like. How on earth, which is, again, it's a compliment to what you do. And like, you know, again, like, is it the, like the draft thing? Is it like, how do you, cause that's not even your field. That's not even yeah, your Like when does world. that even pop up? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> if you talk about the millions of people, oh, yeah, so let's say the thousands of people in political media that are waiting for that bomb to drop. They are waiting for this to happen or this to happen. And you are the person, like the basketball community, no lie, no lie, took a serious victory lap when you did that. Because we were like, everyone was sticking out their chest like, yeah, listen, man, not Scheffner. It's not any of these dudes. It was the basketball dudes that's breaking (laughs) real news out there. Like if our guys went political, they'd be the best. So like, did you feel that like kind of like, 
sense of pride, not, not pride because obviously the, he got this, but it was just more of like your ability to procure the type of stories when you do is next level. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think now it's like, it's, it's, I'm more, I'm becoming more fascinated about stuff that's happening, you know, even outside of the NBA, obviously the NBA is my beat. That's what I, that's what I cover. That's what I'm always going to do. Uh, that's what I'm obsessed with, but then things will happen and and things I might get alerted to that sometimes have nothing to do with the NBA. You know, like I remember that, that same year, you know, 2020 was an interesting time as, as you guys know, like there was a lot going on with society, with, social justice with, with health and, and, and medical, the medical field, like there was a lot. And I think the NBA was just kind of at a cross section. So I actually gained a lot of contacts during that year that had nothing to do with the NBA, just cause that was a time period where there was so much going on um, in the NBA that had to do with all these other different things. And so, um, yeah, I mean that, and then like even the NFL draft, like I remember the NBA was literally, it was, it was the deadest of times for the NBA. It was late April nothing going on. And I remember I got wind of like two going to the, going to Miami. Um, I got wind of like three other draft picks and I'm like, I, I'm literally at the house doing nothing right now. I, I have, there's nothing in the NBA. There's nothing for me to like obsess about right now, unfortunately. So I, I, I think it's just, some, you know, sometimes it's, maybe it's boredom. I've, I have no idea, but you know, the NBA has a good, does a good job of keeping everyone on its toes at all times. Yeah, so maybe yeah. it's just, you know, it, 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 it's those boring times for me, like those times where, where I guess I could take my mind off of it for for even a, uh, just a split second, but I think that's, you just, that's start, you just start breaking news other places. That's very specific to 2020, though. I think like that that was a year where there was a lot, you know, of, of quiet. So uh, that's probably what I'd attribute that to. We're gonna get to the latest of the NBA because I know there's a couple of things that Shams you could probably. Um enlighten us on lately but i do want to did you ever break news on a trade with chaining and richard i don't think i ever broke anything ever part? Richard I don't think neither of us were newsworthy we might have to pull up from the archives i might have reported when channing resigned with the Cavs one year i think it was th- i think this is after oh. L- lbj left yeah, someone yeah. now my uh my last year my senior year someone pull it up <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah we need to, yeah. Pull, that have to pull that up it was that's the only thing i could too. think of but you know i saw rj in the bubble you know me and rj kind of bonded in the bubble trying to play yeah, pickleball you know, he, he was way better than all of us but it, it's it's okay you know i i, I tried the, to do my thing you the know? referees were the best they had a lot of practice scott, but foster, like, scott foster was a beast he, he, he was, was a, a beast he was not one to be be trifled with he was a monster no. And he'll make any uh, he call. He's like, that was out. I was like, uh, I don't know. He's like, no, 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 it was out. And I was like, okay. Like, I, I promise you, these referees are built different mentally, emotionally. <laughs> like, they are built different. Like, they see something, they call it, they move on. They don't even think about it again. And I was just That's like, the way of blowing steam, though. They were all blowing steam in the bubble, you know. Like, oh, yeah. The players getting on them, and they were just taking out on all of us. You know, we have nothing to do with it. But they, they, well, they just want to take it out on us. So, it's Shams, all good. you actually have We played a lot of pickleball. You can actually do things. I feel like all you do is tweet. <laughs> you just keep us up to date. I mean, just a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of downtime. I mean, the bubble, you know, I think I only played like two or three times and RJ yeah. was at most, most all of them. So it was definitely fun. And, uh, yeah, we were and trying guys. to get fresh meat in there all the time. We were trying to get fresh, fresh meat, meat constantly. But yeah, you got it. You had to have new prey because I was getting in there and it was like, look, okay, most of these guys are better than me. And then I got a little bit better, but I was trying to get new people co- to come in so I could get some wins. Basically, right. RJ recruited me just so he could kick my ass. That's basically yeah, that's what RJ is saying just, on the pod, but it's like, okay. No, man, it's come. Sorry. I just started learning too. It's great. 
is great. Hey, Road Trippers. Our next partner has a product we're personally using every day. We're all taking Athletic Greens because we want better energy, better immune systems, and we all got tired of taking all the pills and vitamins. Want to see what the hype is all about? It's obvious. Every scoop of AG1 tastes great and helps us to feel our best in the morning. We have the peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, and even probiotics. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially in the middle of cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup every morning. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your own health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is head over to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin' and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin' and get started today. Um, okay, let's dive into the NBA. Let's. I'm just going to throw it out there because I'm sure you all have thoughts about it. Dame's 71 points. The second time we've seen a 70 piece in the NBA this season, just wild. 38 shots. Channing, I know you were gung-ho about the efficiency. I think we could also take this another direction with Shams, but what, I mean, what did we just watch? You watched literally the Houston Rockets need to be fined, oh, right? Like, oh. come on. Oh. What in the fuck? Oh. Like, it Listen, is you can and not be disrespectful. You can, t- like, the amount of career highs that these dudes are giving oh, up. Oh, Richard. Oh. Let me go. Let me pick it up for you because I uh, here it is right here. Hold on, hold on. Don't tell me what. To hold do. on, give me one second. Jalen seventy one. Right. Oh, never mind. No, it is. It's a. Uh, oh crap. Nope. Wrong one. Uh, I was trying to find the tweet, but basically, I know. Fuck you, Richard. It was like <laughs> so. Dame had seventy one. I think Luca had sixty twenty and something. Joel Embiid at fifty eight. It was Clay, like uh, Lori Clay. Clay. Like for me, it's like this is the biggest example of no matter what kind of talent you have, none of that shit matters if your team just sucks. Like they don't try to play; they are literally out there playing like it's uh, like willy nilly ball. Like I can't name a, I can't name a pickup game where people try less. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe if it's slippery outside, they would try less. And they're pros. It's not like these kids. Wouldn't be good somewhere else, but we should have known when Eric Gordon, who doesn't say shit about anybody, Ever. they were like, "Hey, what kind of improvements have you seen during the year or have you your time?" He goes, "None. Nothing. There's been absolutely, absolutely none. nothing." And I'm just yeah. like, "Yeah, I was like, yo, that felt cold. Dame. That, yeah, that felt real yeah. cold." And, and like Dame, I want to make sure we're clear. Dame, no one is disrespecting Dame. No one. Like this dude no can go sixty against the best defense of all time. There's no disrespect. But damn the fucking Rockets. I mean, God. it's it's tough to watch because you're like it's like the All Star game, but it's 82 games. It's like no deal. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. And it's just like <laughs> let me just get it back so I can get some points. And it's just like as much as this is about Dame, which is nine eighty percent, twenty percent of that seventy one oh. is playing literally the worst team I have ever seen since I was on the Knicks in two thousand five. Oh, we're taking it back. Oh, that's a, that's a <laughs> bad tip. Ooh, maybe Clay the Charlotte Bobcats are really bad. No, yeah. they were bad. Clay just hit 12 threes on them. The, the, the game before. The game before, Clay goes for 42 and hits 12 threes. And it's then bad. they give up, it is, they give up 13 threes to Dane. Like, 
Like I like we're not, and then you go and look at what they've done this season. Are we not noticing a, a serious trend? Like it's disrespectful. It is. It's disrespectful to the game of basketball. You can tank without being that bad because they're literally like it's like you're fucking up the game, right? Like Dame Dame's gonna get seventy one. I get it. Like Dame is special, but it's like to consistently just be a fucking pushover. Oh, it's hard. It's Y'all hard. Going yeah. in right now. Y'all going well, in right now. True. Because here's why. <laughs> you can't have. Just keep it quiet over there. I agree. There. Well, I, no, 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 because you can't have these guys because you're wasting years by doing what? They're not getting better. Like, that's the whole point where we're upset. You could have any young guy on that team, any three. Sanguini is good, right? Uh, Junior <laughs> is good. That's what I call him. It's good. <laughs> Green is a very solid player. They have solid – Kenny Martin Jr., they have pros. And you're telling me pros aren't, like, at no point are even remotely, quote-unquote, trying? And I follow people on the Houston Rockets who, like, think it's a coach. But, like, if the players aren't held accountable to, like, play a certain way from up top, what is the coach going to do? The coach is just babysitting. Like, yeah. so stop. I, I just don't think that's fair. I think – they need to say, hey, at some point, we got to do something with this team. Like, we have to try a little bit to, to be better. Shams, let me ask you this. And and I'm so frustrated that that conversation went that direction because I wanted it to be all about <laughs> Dame. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I think we know what the Rockets are right now. So Damian Lillard is insane. And, and I still have another question about him. But first, from the Rockets' point of view, I think I saw just recently that there's a possibility, not that it it's there's a lot of conversation going on, or maybe you know this, Shams, that James Harden could return to Houston? Like, could you see yeah. that happening? I mean, free agency is so far down the line. I, I think I think the Rockets are one of the teams with a bunch of cap space. And when you think about the trajectory of this team, I mean, the owner was just caught, uh, Tillman Fertitta was just caught during All-Star break talking about tanking for Wembenyama and like how he's praying for Wembenyama. So I think their intentions on the second half of the, of the season are pretty clear, you know? And Jalen Green's <laughs> out. Kevin Porter's out. You have the owner during All Star break saying, you know, I'm, you know, pray for Wembenyama. So that, you know, that that's obviously very interesting. But uh, you know, I think as much as they, you know, have wanted to be in this position where you're tanking and trying to get these these players, I do think there's a level of pride there that they are, they're kind of missing on right now. And I think they themselves know that they have to be better, and that's why there's going to be a lot of pressure on that organization this summer. They're going to have 60 million plus in salary cap space. This offseason. So it, J, whoever it is, James Harden, I think Kyrie Irving is going to be on the Rockets list too. That's another name that hasn't been discussed, but he's going to be on their wow. list depending on where he goes wow. um, or what happens with him. Although he seems very happy in Dallas. They seem very happy yeah. with him. Um, so I, listen, I, I think the Rockets options are going to be endless this this summer. Jakob Pertl, that's another guy that I've heard as well. So what do they do with all that money? This is the summer where all the pressure is going to be on them to get better, whoever that is. And obviously James Harden, Kyrie Irving, guys like that are going to be at the the top of the list. Um, And then, yeah, as far as Dame, the thing I'm most impressed by is he's 32 years old. He's averaging career high in in points, in field goals, in three-point percentage, in three-pointers made. Um, Like, he's he's been unbelievable this year. So, uh, you know, points per game. He's doing everything. And I think that team needs to get him help for sure and – you know, it sucks right now with no Anthony Simons, no Nurkic in the lineup. But he, to me, can you, you could have you him in the top though? five. 
No. Can you get him help though? Like that's what I, like no. I just and this is not a disrespect to Portland. I think Portland's a great place to play, great city to live in. I got no disrespect. I've enjoyed Portland. I'm just saying I've enjoyed it. So I don't say it is like a. It's like Phoenix gets free agents, right? Phoenix is not like this crazy city. It's not L.A., Chicago, New York, Miami, but it's like no Phoenix, Dallas. These are places that get free agents. Can Portland be in that same class, right? With Dame at 32. With the structure, it's just like the the biggest frustrating teams for me are teams like them and Washington. Now, I know they are better than Washington and have historically been, but it's like there seems to be this weird limbo. We have an all-star top-tier player, and we can't figure it out around them, but we don't want to let go of them, and we just kind of float in this mediocrity for like five years. Yeah, I don't know if a player is going to Portland on a free agent deal, but I mean, they, they I, and, and honestly, they've tried to be aggressive in trades. They just got Jeremy Grant. They gave up a first round yeah. pick, got him, um, and I think he's been a great fit. But you look at Anthony Simons, Nurkic, do they have a sec, a real, a real true secondary star? They had CJ McCollum there, and now they have Jeremy Grant there. Um, I don't know, but listen, Damian Lillard. I mean, you guys know him as well. Like he's clearly shown that. Even when push comes to shove, he wants to stay in Portland. He's gonna he's gonna ride out in Portland. But if this team doesn't make it to the playoffs this year, if they miss the play in as well, what happens with his future? He's gonna be thirty two, going on thirty three. That's an organization that's kind of gonna be at a crossroads. Um, you know, I'm very curious to see. A lot of this is determined, you know, whether they make the yeah. playoffs or not. They're only a game out of sixth place, which is crazy. Which is and they've been. You, which is wild, right? Game wild. out of sixth place. There's 12 yeah. teams. <laughs> the I, I, think, I think the Lakers are a game and a half out of six. Let's so, go, Lakers. Two and a half. Dude. Two and a half. Two and a there, half. You go, there you go, There you go. Well, it was four. It wasn't it four, though? <laughs> yeah. It was four. Okay, so, yeah, we'll get to this in a second. Um, yeah, I, I want to finish this with Dane because I thought his quote was the best. Um, they better pray I don't want a championship for the Blazers. I thought that was amazing. RJ, One, what does that mean? RJ, yeah. translate that for us. Please. Basically, that means that and he feels some pressure because he has chirped and talked shit, right? Respectfully so. He's entitled to his opinion. I love Everyone loves Dane universally. He's a well-respected player, media around Lee. He was chirping. Basically, I think when it was like Paul George and there were some in other bubble, guys yeah. talking about in the bubble, a lot of talking shit. He's like, I'm not jumping ship, like blah, 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 saying like, I'm going to do this the hard way. Very similar to how Giannis, like, look, I did it the hard way. I got drafted. I did that. That's the legacy that Dame wants. So Let's now, not compare Giannis to Dame, okay? Like, no. You no, had we're, Brooke we're, Lopez, we're, who's an all-star. Well, you well, had well, Drew yeah. Holiday, who's an all-star. You have well, a, well, like an Eastern comparing. Conference coach. Like is the ability just... to do it where you get drafted, <laughs> right? Okay. To do it where you get drafted. Giannis talked about D Wade was like, he like posted about D Wade after he won a championship, the guys that did it the hard way. So that's what Dame is on. Dame is like, I want to do it the hard way. And so I think that for him to ask out, it would look very kind of like, oh, you changing your tune. Oh, you switching up now, blah, blah, blah. Now, if Portland were to trade him, that's a different story, but I don't think Portland is going to trade him. I'm not going to say, but I'm saying Portland, like, unless he wanted out like type thing. And he, I don't Channing. think he wants to ask out because he's chirped so much. Not too much. As someone who lives in Portland, you've sat courtside yeah. in Portland. You've done some work with the Blazers. You have a different connection. Do you think that Portland should let him? Uh, okay. So I'm going to take it from like the organization's point of view. 
I'm going to say no. Now, here's why I say no. Damian Lillard is Jesus out here, okay? <laughs> Everywhere he goes, everything he does, he walks on water, right? I know it's raining, but he would walk on water regardless. Okay, so for me, what he's about and what his brand is, it's hard to replace that with any one or two players. So for me, as an organization, I can't let that go. I think Portland is looking at this like Dallas looked at Dirk. We're going to ride this out, and if we're bad, we're bad. But, hey, we're paying you to be this guy. Whatever you need to do in the city, he gets everything for probably eats for free, drinks for free, moves however he wants to move. And then if we're bad, we're going to get young talent to build around you. So they tried with Jeremy Grant. They tried with Josh Hart. Anthony Simons, I think, is special. He's still learning how to play the complete way of the game. I think Nurk is 50-50. I, I think you can't be a good team in this NBA if you don't have a bouncy center who can switch. That's just my opinion. And I think they're just – they're tiny. They're a very tiny team. So very this summer, colors. they're looking at them. Dude, they're so small. And they're like, hey, this summer, we're going to go find these type of guys. And Shams knows this. I got word of certain things. People were asking four and five first-round picks for some, I would say, mediocre players. Teams were demanding the most for some players that may or may not make you a championship team. So I know that the Blazers are like, how are we, we can't give up all this for that one guy. He's not going to move the needle. So I think they're going to wait till free agency and say, here are spots where we're going to bring in vets and maybe overpay the vets to be around uh, Dame Lillard. Channing, are, are, are your sources referring to Ojean Anubi, or who, who are you referring to right now? You know, you know, just say How it. How crazy Come was on. that? Thank hey, you. Call him out on his bullshit. Damn. No, no, he knows what I was right talking about. What are we doing? High first round picks? You better stop it. Uh, stop yeah. it. <laughs> three? I, I saw three was great. I got some road trippers. Only on <laughs> Do we trip? Uh, on some information. No, because I was, you know, obviously uh, you sit around and you eat and you talk and you're just like, why isn't there more movement? And I think, again, Rudy Gobert fucking summed up when, when Minnesota gave the bag to Utah for him. That definitely changed the market up, though. Oh, I, think, oh, I, I, think, I think we're going to be seeing that for at least the next two, three years. I mean, we saw no. it during the KD trade. You don't think so? I I think that'll be like the bar for a minute, no? Man, no, second round picks are getting KD tossed got. around like the work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What five, is the work? Five second right? rounders, four second five, rounders, three. Take, you take five, you I'm take four. I'm no. saying first rounders, though. Uh, I feel like teams are going to demand like a lot now for for you know medium range players, top range players, everything. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I think the Rudy Gobert is the outlier. I think what the Phoenix Suns gave up for Kevin Durant is more realistic. Mikael Bridges is special. I think uh, Cam Johnson is special. And I think them giving up their first makes sense for Kevin fucking Durant. That makes sense. What Minnesota gave up for Rudy Gobert? Yeah, no offense right. to Big Goberby, but hell to the no. Hell yeah. to the no. That's, and I, I mean, talk? where are they at right now? So end of the story. Utah's in the bag. And they're 10, like 500. I'm sure Minnesota was like a game out of six, you know. They're a game yeah. out of uh, just like yeah, everyone else. Are. I I did. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I did their I did their game last night. They a game are, and a half. A game, game and a half. Yeah, they just dropped below 500. But 
No, man. Like the market changing is, is is one thing because I I think now the teams like I think the max after that Brooklyn Nets debacle is the max that you can trade is what five first round picks, right? Is that the is that the max that you can trade? Like I'm saying, no, like, I mean, I mean, you can't you can you can't trade six, up to yeah. five. No, but I'm saying like you. But I'm saying no, no, no. Of your of your first round picks of your yeah, first yeah. round picks. I thought they put a cap on like your like up to like you can only trade like x amount of picks you can't trade picks like six years into the future or something or am i missing that there's something uh, I'm- there, there there there's a thing like the lakers can only trade and even the mavericks the mavericks could only trade two first round picks at the deadline because they've got other picks that are that are used up elsewhere but this summer they'll be able to trade i think four same thing with this the lakers summer. i think they're at like two uh, they were at two this year, and then in the summer, you know, future seasons, more get unlocked. So it's more like you got to wait your turn to get unlocked. Like New Orleans has all their picks; they have like four. Yeah, you have to get them. You trade. have to get them unlocked, which is like Memphis, yeah, unlocked. Basically, it's like two K yeah. player. You know, New Orleans and Memphis are the two teams to me that have the picks and the players to kind of be that next team, like Phoenix, right? In terms of like you have the assets to go get a star. Because they've got they, they've got all their picks as well, all the, all the flexibility that Phoenix had as well. I was just gonna go into how much are you guys anticipating KD's debut on Wednesday with Phoenix? Oh, I can't wait, honestly. I want to I want to see book. I want to see book and and, and Kevin. I I, I think th- their team will be interesting to see. I mean, you see Chris Paul the other. I think last night, he, you know, he 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 had to play the closing role a little bit more. But now that they'll have Kevin Durant there. Like he's gonna be that dude, and I think him and Booker, how they play off each other. Um, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I think in the playoffs, you're gonna have to see Chris stay ready, right? During the regular season, you can't game plan for both of them, but during the playoffs, somebody's gonna say, "Make Chris Ball beat you, make him score, double team the shit out of KD," and and like Josh Okage, right? Josh Okage sounds like a Naruto character. You said a hoagie. I feel like changes of that on purpose, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely do. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. Like, those are the guys that I'm worried about, right? Because it's like, you saw, like, in the Nets when Kyrie didn't play, they were double-teaming KD at half court and, like, making somebody else make a play. And so I want to see them do more of that. Like, I'm not worried about KD and Book. They can get their own. But the minute that they go into just iso ball, that's completely against what Phoenix is about. They run movement. They have actions. They run screen and rolls. But all that stops when you start getting double teamed and you're not getting up 25, 30 shots, right? If you got to play one-on-one, everyone else is null and void. So I, that's where I, I think is the give well, and I take between I, KD I, and I think and it's the harder. I, I think it's harder to say that KD – or say that they're going to make Chris Ball beat you because – eventually D book and KD just start bringing the ball off the floor. Right. It's right. like, okay, Hey, Hey, look, and if you're just going to give Chris Paul secondary closeouts, you could just give Chris Paul spot shots. Y- yeah. You, I don't know if you necessarily want that smoke and that's why they're going to be good. I still think Deandre Ayton and the pick and roll with him and Chris, Chris will be the most important because they're not going to leave D book. They're not going to leave Kevin Durant. You can't be late to Kevin Durant. You have to stay to his body because if you like you close in and then you close out, he doesn't see you. So no, it's like one of those things you got to stay there. You can put them both on the same side. Then it's really like a devil's fucking anus there. You don't want to mess with that. You don't want to leave that alone. <laughs> the devil's a noose. <laughs> the devil's a noose. <laughs> so no, that, be shit's, nasty. That, shit's, that shit's 
I'm waiting. You know what I'm excited about? When the honeymoon's over, the first time they get Ooh. fired up at each other. Because there's no way to win a championship, in my humble opinion, when, without having and not go through like a fuck you and fucking you, like, you know, type shit. That's just part of yo, you looking at Yo, what I'm curious about from you got, you got, I mean, RJ, you were in the league. You got, you were competing against Detroit, I think, when they yeah. got Rashid Wallace, like mid season. Yeah. And that kind of it. catapulted them to win a championship. Like, where, like, how, how much symmetry do you see with that? And, like, when did they have their moment where they kind of – when did their honeymoon period end? Well, let me let – me, no, no, no. Let me say this. So, so do you remember – do you remember, like, he went to Atlanta for one game? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. He played against us, beat us in Atlanta. Then they tra- – we tried to get him. We tried to get him. Then they traded him, and this was the problem is that – they had who was the coach there for a second? I can't remember who their power forward was in, before. In Detroit? Yeah. In Antonio McDice? No, not McDice. No, 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 no. Jason Maxey. Okay, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to stop that. We're going to stop this game. Uh, but the point is they had <laughs> Rick, they had they had uh they had Chauncey, they had Tayshawn, and they had Ben. They basically had four and Rip. Uh, yeah, and, and and Rip. And so they had four like elite dudes and he just stepped in. We were up 3-2 against them. You know, we were up 3-2 against them going back home for game six. That, that's a come-to-Jesus moment. You win a championship, and we swept them the year before. I still stand by if J-Kid's knee wasn't completely trash that we beat him in that series. But credit to them, they fucking balled. But I think, like, those teams, they always go through it. But I think their, their fit was so seamless that it just it's like Pau Gasol going to the Lakers. When Pau Gasol got to the Lakers midseason, mm-hmm. they got all the way to the finals that first year. Right. And it was just like they just didn't have enough. But then the next two years they fucking did. Right. So it was like, I don't think it's always that. I I I think you're going to have it, but I just think sometimes the shit is just so seamless. Uh Pepe Sanchez. No, no, bro. He was a coach. He ended up being the coach for them for a while. He ended up being a coach for them. Oh, man. Uh, he ended up being a oh, coach. He was like Danny a players Manning? association. No, wow. he was players. 2002, he, Danny Manning was their forward. Memon O'Cor, Tayshaun Prince, Corliss Williamson. Okay, who? No, no, no. No, keep going. Ben Wallace, Ziljeka Rebaka. Memo O'Cor, That Corliss was impressive, Williamson, Channing. Darvin Ham. Shout out Darvin Ham. Elvin it, okay, so it was 2001. Who, Who was their starting power? Oh, 2001. Power? And 2001, we swept we we swept them in the fine in the conference finals. Who was their power forward? Brian Cardinal. Keep going. Jerry Stackhouse, Cole Williamson, Rodney White. That's all. Clifford. <laughs> oh, Cl- Cliff Robinson. Richard, you are you have bad memory, dog. Come on, I let me get on this shit. Let me get on this shit, y'all. We're just literally about. looking at the same thing. Michael Curry, that's who oh I was talking God. about. I knew that's who coming. I was talking about. <laughs> Steph's cousin? <laughs> no, and no, literally, they no, they had Michael Curry, Cliff Robinson, and Ben Wallace, right? Like that was. Wait, no, see. Yeah, was was, so was played, Michael Curry a problem for you guys? No, he wasn't a problem. He was a pro- like with all our due respect, Michael Curry's very great professional. He was a problem for them. He was a uh, problem for them because it was like you, uh, <laughs> you had a problem. 
Wait, no, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, you had, again, you had All-Star and Chauncey Billups. He wasn't an All-Star at the time. Like, he developed into that. But Rip Hamilton, Tayshaun Prince was a, a lottery pick. We saw what Tayshaun became. And Ben Wallace was the defensive player of the year. So now you add an All-Star power forward at the exact position that you need, right, to have, like, that complete symmetry of, like, five elite high-level players. So that's what I'm saying, like their power forward spot. But back to what you guys are saying, like that's the player I couldn't remember. Curry, Richard, what teams what? are you buying or selling in to make the playoffs? Okay, I'm gonna okay. give you six. Okay, so okay, okay. Well, hey, hey well, who's the guy that just bought the Suns? What's his name? <laughs> Matt Ishbia. So are we? We're gonna call it either Ishbia or Sarvering it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not funny. That's not funny. It's a little funny. <laughs> Are you sovereign it? Are you I don't know if I want to sovereign anything, but we could <laughs> don't go. Don't wait, wait, wait who's the dude from the Bucks that just sold yeah. his portion? What was his portion? These are the for things. four and a half billion. What was his portion? Mark Lazary. Mark Lazary bought in. Him and Wes Edens bought in at 550 million. That was the valuation when they bought in, in 2013. They just he just sold it for a valuation of three point five billion. So he's gonna take home around seven hundred million dollars. So, so he turned what it was two hundred million or one hundred and fifty that he had put in initially with the first raise into you know six hundred or seven hundred. Thank whatever. you, Giannis. Thank you, Giannis. Hang on, can I yeah. ask a question yeah. about this really quick before we go by yourself? Yeah, yeah. When you look over there and they're it's a Starver half a game Ishbia. out of the top Richard? <laughs> You look over at the East and the Bucks are a half a game out of first place. You've got this incredible team. You've got Giannis. You've wanted, is there something to be looked into the fact that ownership is selling? Like, are there things that we don't? Ali, I'm always very curious when an owner sells, especially when a team is like you said, the level that they're at and they're a perennial contender year in and year out. But what I will say in, in knowing a little bit about Mark Lazarus and people that know him, you know, what, what someone told me during this process, he's a trader by nature. Like he's a guy that like, he's a businessman through and through. Yes. He loved the NBA. I think he, and I think he's going to get into pro sports ownership again, but I mean, anytime you have a chance to, you know, three or four times your, your money, I think he looked at it as an opportunity to just, you know, well, move this on. is the okay. highest value. Yeah, okay. With all, I'm not saying like, like everything can fluctuate, but if you would look at it, this is probably the highest value that your team could probably be at. Giannis is still under contract for how many more years? At least two more years. But but I'm just saying, like, he's under contract. And these cells can take, you know, you can look at the uh, the Washington football team, you know, the Phoenix. Like, these cells can take a long time to find someone and to get approval and stuff. So if you're just like, hey, I can 3X my money right now and then, like, go and do another process again and take that money you know, these guys got all the, all the tax tricks. They can, they can figure out what to do and how to maneuver it. But yeah, I don't think that that's that, that surprising, right? There's some guys that you get into it. Like Mark Cuban's not, they're going to, they're going to bury him at that arena. Like Mark Cuban is not selling the, the uh, he's not selling the, the, the Maverick shit. He's trying to buy more teams. Right. And yeah. so I don't know, some owners you get in here, especially when you get the investment guys and stuff like that, you feel like they're going to, to flip every like 10 years or so. That's just my well, opinion. I think okay. let's look at this from like a 30,000 foot view. The Do Boston Celtics are really good. Uh, fuck you, Richard. The Boston <laughs> Celtics are really good. 
obviously the Milwaukee Bucks are really good this year. Drew Holiday's getting old. Uh, Middleton's getting older. Brooke Lopez is getting older. Bobby Portis isn't a spring chicken. Like Joe Ingles isn't a spring chicken. Like they're going for it. Let's mm-hmm. say something happens. Look what happened last year when Chris Middleton didn't play. They're one injury from a first-round exit or a championship. So if I'm owning the team, I'm like, shit, I just – I you know, I'm bet on black three times. Do I bet on black one more time? <laughs> nah, homie. Yeah. I'm taking my money, and I'm going home on a PJ. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I look at it like this last year and the year before was our chance because everyone was younger, healthier. Now people are a little bit more injured, a lot older. You're like, let me get my money. Thank you for the time. I've already won. I've won a chip. I've won money. I'm good to go. And let me start this process over. Weren't we doing Sarver, Ishbia? Let's do it. Buy or sell. Our team is going to hate you, Richard. Buy or sell the the new Atlanta Hawks with Quinn Snyder. Hmm. That's a tell. I'm going to Ishbia them. I'm going to buy them. Ooh. Right? Ooh. This is this is why. This is why. You think Quinn, Quinny, going to do Quinn, it? No, no, no. With all due respect, I think Quinn comes from a very say structured. Something disrespectful. Not with Quinn. I think he comes okay. from a – I think he's a very relaxed coach, right? I think he's got a player's coach. Look, And I know this from guys, Josh Kroenke, Kareem. Rush, these guys all played for him at Missouri. So they've known him from like as a Missouri guy. They loved him in San Antonio. What he did in the G League, I, I think he won with the with the Austin Toros. Then he then he goes to Utah and you know made them what they are. So I think his ability to connect and understand his group, I think, is is very unique because I've heard that from players on multiple different levels over 20 years. So I think that's good, but I also think there's a level of him that's from the San Antonio tree where they're very regimented, they're very structured, they have consistency, that's what they breed, right? So I I think while Nate McMillan might have been trying to implement structure, and I just, but I think it might have been, a, it was just there, there, it seemed combative at times with the whole Trey Young and just the whole crew, the energy just feels a little funky. So I just think I'm going to buy that if so, if there is a coach out there that has a name that we like, you know, we know about, I think Quinn Snyder seems, seems like the type of guy that I would, okay, if someone can fix this, it's him. If he can't fix it, they're probably going to make some major moves. Okay. Shams, I'm what's go the bet- deal with Quinn? Oh, go ahead. Never mind. What was yeah, the yeah, official the deal, deal with, with him? Yeah, it's five years, $40 million. So $8 million a year. So, you know, that's that's <laughs> their guy. Like when you think about franchise cornerstones and pieces, I, I think they're doubling down on Quinn Snyder. And so everything that's going on the last few months with Trey Young, I think this does give that organization like a pocket of these next two months to figure out can Trey Young and Quinn Snyder coexist? Just, you know, how does Quinn Snyder view Trey Young? How does Trey Young view Quinn Snyder? I think these next two months, I don't know if I'm ishbing them or sarvering them, but I think I'm definitely keeping a close eye because if that partnership, if that's not going as well, this Atlanta Hawks team is going to have a lot of decisions to make and, and a very serious look at Trey Young. But I've heard nothing but optimism around both of them, around Quinn Snyder and Trey Young and wanting this to, to, to succeed. And I think Trey Young is going to look at this it, you know, he, he's going to want this to work. Um, I mean, he he really has to have this work uh, for, for his yeah. sake. Two, hey, can we two coaches, two can coaches we that are in and out, and now Quinn's going to be the guy no matter what for the next how many ever years. Well, the Hawks have the leverage hey, again. Hey, 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 Trey Young. 
She says, I need to tell you this, homie, because I like your game. I think you're fun. I think you have great energy. If they pay a coach $8 million, he has a lot of control. This ain't the same <laughs> shit that you was dealing no. with. Like $8 million means, hey, coach, we want your assessment of Trey Young. Just yeah. if they're like, hey, I, I, look, I, you know, just – they don't the coaches that get paid three million dollars, four million dollars, first time heck. If they bring in a coach that's been to the playoffs X amount of times, believe me, like he's gonna get to pick what ingredients he's cooking with. That's all I'm gonna say. RJ said it, Ali. RJ said it. I didn't say anything. I don't know. I, I agree with him. <laughs> Teamwork. You, the <laughs> team gets the leverage back, right? It's like okay you know, for me. I next, think it's a great. What's my next? What, Here I we need go. To figure out if I'm. Do you, yeah, come on. There we go. Okay. New Orleans or Minnesota? Who finished with who finishes with a better record? Oh. Also, did we see I'm Zion's gonna, outfit last night? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Ooh, I'm gonna check it out right now. Turtleneck? Pull it out. Oh, yeah, yellow turtleneck. Pull it out, Chang. Look like a ninja turtle. Turtleneck? What? No. Yettle. 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 Construction <laughs> pants. It was so funny. I love hey, dude. I, the guys' fashion nowadays are crazy. Shy. Talking, about this? talking about this? Yes. <laughs> oh, he fancy. No. L- let me say this. I'm going to Sarver. Go. I'm going to Sarver the Pelicans. I hate this game. And I'm going <laughs> to And I'm a Ishbia. I'm a Ishbia uh Minnesota. For this for this reason. Uh I think the addition of Conley, I think obviously once Carl Anthony Towns gets back, uh I think that gap that was there with R- Rudy Gobert, I think can be bridged a little bit with Conley, um, you know, as the point guard and the guy that's just distributing because he's just a ball control guy that gets everyone involved. New Orleans, to me, I just can't bet on Zion. I like his game, like him as a human being, like a person, but if I'm a betting man, I am never betting on Zion Williamson. Not yet. <laughs> you have to prove you have to prove that. Like listen, right. if you if someone were to be like, hey, Shams, I bet you $100 that LeBron's going to average 25 points a game next year. Would you take that bet? Would you say, no, I don't think he's oh, going for to? Oh, for sure. Or would you take, I would take that? I would, I would yeah, take that. Yeah, because the motherfucker's done it for 19 years in a row. <laughs> if you tell me, if you tell me like, hey, I'm going to bet that Zion Williamson's going to come on at the end of the season yeah. and come on strong and they're going to do it, you're going to be like, well, we've never seen that shit, so why would I bet on that? So that's why I'm sell- I'm sarvering the fucking the pelicans and i'm ishbia ing is that a thing uh the timberwolves next you've got question. one more before we have to let shams go where are you going okay shams? here we go nobody's got more jobs than fucking me that this is all tra- <laughs> uh, how about this what about do do you whatever your sarver and ishbia the sacramento kings getting out of the first round Oh, 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 I am ishbaying them getting out of the first round. I'm ish-baying. so you, you think so? No, no, no. RJ but needs to light thing. the beam. That's what needs to happen. He needs yeah, to light the I beam did. in Sacramento. No, no, no. I, See, <laughs> they have overachieved to a certain degree their level of consistency, and that is a compliment to them. My humble opinion is this: is that your first time through the postseason, they are in a very precarious spot in the sense of this they're most likely going to get a veteran team 
right? It could be the Golden State Warriors. It could be the Lakers, right? If they're, well, wait, they're in three right now. So let's assume that they hover around three. So they're going to get six. Even like, so there's doubt. Fuck, there's 12 teams that could be a variation. Let's just say hypothetically, if they get a veteran team, a lot of those guys don't have a ton of playoff experience. I know, um, what's the name does? Uh, Big fella. Uh, Sabonis does. Right from Indiana, yep. didn't he have some early on? So there's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. You know, we um, had to play. Um, I had to play. Herter, came off the bench. The Red Rocket, he's got some playoff experience. A red like, Rocket, as a, yeah. As a, as, <laughs> as a, my God, the Red Rocket <laughs> is on a dog, Richard. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Isn't that the? Isn't he's that the wagon? Don't they call? Don't they call the wa- Don't they call the wagon? Isn't that a Red Rocket? No. No, uh, Richard. Oh my God, I'm sorry, Shams. You had to deal with you. This. Keep that. Don't, don't edit that shit out. The Red like, Rocket. We're not, Maybe we're that not. was Matt. We used to call Matt Bonner the Red. We used to call Matt Bonner the Red Rocket. Yeah, okay. I, th- that's the only Red Rocket I know is Matt Bonner. But. See, thank you. It's not <laughs> you like an offensive to, nickname. Do is oh, Mr. Raymond Google, felt my pants. Raymond Google felt my Google pants. Red sorry, Rocket. You're offended. <laughs> I don't know if we want to Google that. Don't Google. Yeah, never mind. No, please do. Please do. Uh, Shams, you're no. amazing. I, I hope this has been a worthwhile hour for you. Don't you have fun, bro? Appreciate you guys having me. RJ, always a pleasure. You know, re- reuniting from our bubble days. Uh, Chani, it was good seeing you uh, in Salt Lake City. You know, on the fly, you're moving and grooving. Oh. And it's always a pleasure seeing you. We, we we saw each other a lot during those Cavaliers finals years. Not as much. I know. Not, I'm all in Chicago, but hopefully I'll see you, you as well soon. Man, we I saw you last you, year man. during summer league walking um, through the wind because we were out there for road tripping. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Shams. I can't, I can't say hello. I can't doing talk. nothing. Oh, my God. I was doing nothing. No. I was probably doing nothing. Thumbing. Oh. You were thumbing. Oh, I was thumbing. Oh, man. Oh. You're always. Thumbing. You're amazing. Always. Uh, thanks for joining us. You. Thank you. Another edition Hope you have fun, trip. man. We just, we like to fuck around. <laughs>